This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the podcast where Catholic school taught us not to have phone sex because you might get hearing aids. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my beautiful, fantastic, but licious co-host, Natalia Regan. What? What did you just say? My hearing, let me adjust my hearing aid. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Hi, hi, how's it going? How, uh, all that phone sex, all that phone sex. All so much. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I was doing that joke. <laughs> what? what? Twat, twat, I can't hear you. I'm, I think I've got an ear infection. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You guys ever did that growing up? Sorry. No. I am now, though. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. We did things very differently there. That's great. That was the best thing of my life. (laughs) So Natalia is subbing in for Yvette again, who's on medical leave this week. We miss you, Yvette. We miss her. She'll come back eventually to us. But we do also, that third voice you guys are hearing, we have a phone sex operator on the show today, Amberly Rothfield. Why, thank you for having me. You guys are lovely. I binged listened to a lot of your past podcasts, and I'm in love with you guys. I love it, uh, especially like the last month with podcast I was listening to. Normally, I just say that to guys I stalk. <laughs> I never hear that to me. <laughs> well, I stalked you. You now have a stalker. <gasps> I've always wanted several. Oh, yeah. They can be entertaining. I had a few when I lived in Venice Beach. I was on speaking terms with one of them because I thought if I just was nice to him, he would not kill me. Again, this is what women are taught growing up, right? Don't piss off your uh, your stalker. You might end up dead. <laughs> have you read the book A Gift of Fear? No. In the book, A Gift of Fear, it's this guy that works with the, oh, I want to say it's with the FBI or CIA, something like that. And it's his job to, like, figure out whether or not someone's super, super dangerous and they should take him seriously or not. And he actually said that in there. He was like, sometimes stalkers just need a little bit of attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had one come to my door and I just, I was very nice to him. And I said, if I don't want you to die and I have, a, I lied and I said I had a boyfriend. I was single as fuck, but I was just like, I have a boyfriend and he'll kill you. I, and I don't want you to get hurt. And he, he literally was like, oh, that's so nice of you all. And he had this very, you know, creepy voice and he left me alone. So, you know, you never know sometimes. If you suss it out and you're like, hey, I think if I just say hi to this guy on occasion, he'll leave me alone. But is that book helped you in your work? Yeah, it's actually, I, I wrote about it in my book. So it's very meta. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, tell me about your book. Uh, yeah, I wrote a book called um, How I Made $10,000 a Month as a Phone Sex Operator. What is it about? <laughs> well, let's start with what is it about, and then how do we also, us and all of our listeners, make $10,000 a month as a phone sex operator? <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, the title isn't clear. I don't wait, what is this about? <laughs> this is how amazing. Much was it? Wait, uh, what? I'm Amberly, I'm in love with you. Go on. <laughs> All my sugar babies say that. I want to be your sugar baby. <laughs> uh yeah, no, um, I made a significant amount of money in phone sex, and I figured that given how much I've made, I can teach at least how to make 10 grand. And I didn't set out to write a book. I got to be, God, this is going to sound so hubris and so full of myself right now. Um, but <laughs> this is the time. I became um, number one on a couple of different websites throughout my career. Uh, namely, the first one was Night Flirt, which is a phone sex platform. And I kept getting the same questions over and over again. And so I am lazy. 
In fact, whenever I teach my classes, one of like the jokes I tell is that I'm five foot two, two hundred twenty pounds because I don't like effort. And um, I'm also lesbian, like actually lesbian. And that also means I don't like things that are hard. So <laughs> I started copying. I love you. Um, I started like all the questions I would get, I gave an answer, but it was copy paste because it was the same questions. And one day I looked up and the document was 220 pages. And I was like, wow, that's a book. So I did some really shit formatting shit formatting and I just put it out there for free thinking maybe one or two people would get it and it became one of the top selling books on Amazon for sex work that's awesome that's wonderful yeah Jesus and inside that book I wrote about the gift of fear because like when you do any kind of online work the chances of stalkers is like high and stuff or people doing creepy shit to you and it was really enlightening like for example it taught me some people you need to give attention to some people you need to give them away where they feel like they're getting attention but you never check it out so that like like leaving voicemails and stuff like I have a phone number where this guy just always leaves voicemails and he thinks I'm hearing them but I'm not it just auto deletes every three or four days and then some people you need to go to police too. So I, I liked the book because it taught me like how to listen to myself better and like suss out whether or not I should deal with the idiot or get rid of the idiot. So let's just dive right in. Yeah. I honestly didn't even realize that phone sex operators were still around considering how many chat rooms there are nowadays. <laughs> no, no, we're still around. So, okay, if it's a free chat room, I kind of have to finesse you to keep you around, right? I have to interest you. But by chat room, are we talking about, is there a visual component, yay or nay? Uh, it doesn't have to be. Oh. Like, if we're talking about, like, kick or, like, even Skype, mm-hmm. you can just do audio calls. And even, like, if you're talking, like, Chatterbait or, like, one of the cam sites or whatever, you still have to, like, spend money in order to get that person's attention. And a lot of the really big cam sites now are ones where you have hundreds of thousands of people in the chat room. So you type a message and it just... It's gone. Yeah. No one sees it. Um, You pay a couple of dollars and she'll see it. She'll respond to it. But then she's on to the next paid message. Whereas, Mm. like, if you want some individual personalized attention, people know you have to pay for that. And, yeah, you can pay for that one cam girl to go private with you. But you get busted by your wife doing that. And she gets mad because there's this girl performing for you on your phone. Whereas if you're talking to me on the phone, nope, wife doesn't get half as mad. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to not get busted by your boss. It's a lot easier to sneak off into the bathroom while you're working. That's some weird places that guys have talked to me. It's strange. (laughs) Wow. So let's start with how did you get into this? Yeah. I was broke. (laughs) That's what most people seem to tell us. (laughs) Go on. I was 18. I had a very tumultuous teenage era of my life. And um, at 17, I was homeless. And, like, the day I turned 18, like, I looked around at different jobs, and I had no car, so that limited me in 2005 where the fuck I could go. And I saw this ad for, like, it said adult voice actress. So I'm like, I'm an adult, and I can do rude voices, so. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Let me go get my Lilo and Stitch on. Yep. (laughs) I show up at this building, and they, like, put some headphones on my head, and I was like, no, that's not what we thought it was going to be. Fuck. <laughs> and I was like, well, I have to keep coming back here to do this. Because, like, I got my friend to bring me once and that's all I got. And they were like, no, you can do it at your house. So I would take phone calls in my friend's bedrooms after their parents went down. 
to sleep for the night. I would take calls there. I'd pay my friends like 10 bucks. I would sleep in their cars. And like after three or four weeks, I made enough money to get my own place. Wow. And I stayed in it because it was so lucrative. Like at the time, $5 was minimum wage. Can you imagine? And I was making 15 bucks an hour comparatively. Wow. I mean, there was obviously like not the entire hour I'd be on a call, but like it averaged out to 15 bucks an hour. So I'm making three times as much as other kids just graduating. So so let's start actually with yeah. finding a phone sex company because I feel like when I was doing some research, I noticed that there were some scam companies, including ones like Telepay, which underpaid phone actors from what it looked like. How do you find or suit out like what's a good phone company to work for? The game's changed a lot. I do indie and I teach people how to go indie now because that's where the money is. Platforms like Nightflare, it's not a company, it's a platform. Okay. I tell people kind of like Spotify. It's like Spotify. You put your stuff up and they distribute it to people. But it's not a company in and of itself because, I mean, they do some promotion for individual people. Anyways, back to companies. So if you go to a website called like Sexy Jobs, a lot of people put up their listings and whatnot. You can also see reviews on other people. If they're paying a lot for the space and you can tell like they, I click on advertising and I see how much stuff costs and I see how it differentiates. So I'm like, okay, you're paying $300 a month versus this person who's paying 50 bucks a month. You're probably a more serious company. I then pop the name into Google and I see if I can find anything on like the scam boards, uh, like consumer reports or like, Yeah. Um, Ripoff report. That's what I was trying to think of. I check ripoff report. And then there's also forums, Mm stripperweb.com. And there's Amber Cutie forums as well. So you can go on there and you can see, like type into the search and see if there's any threads of people talking about the company. That's how I do my company research of whether or not I would want to work with one. Well, that makes sense. So there's clearly a difference between going independent versus working for a company. Mm -hmm. Have you worked? So you've done both, I assume. I've done both. And and then even within working for companies, there's different segments. Like there's Mm -hmm. ones that will pay. Like the first one I started working for was just whatever phone call came through I got and had to take. They did all of the advertising. So I got paid the least amount of money back then. And then there's also companies where they ask you to do a little bit of the marketing. They pay you a little bit more you're a little bit more in control of how much you're going to make because it's how much advertising are you going to do. But then there's independent. But yeah, I always suggest going, you can even go independent straight out the gate in these day and age. I'm taking A notes. lot of the companies are kind of dying out <laughs> because I wouldn't say phone sex is dying, but like a lot more platforms are popping up so that more people are going independent. It does make sense, though, that phone sex would still be popular because if you think about it, you don't even have to be on camera to divulge your deepest, darkest fantasy, you know, stuff that people in real life aren't always even able to talk to their partners about because they might get a reaction out of them. Exactly. Like, I like to say, especially with millennials, we're fucking awkward. And seeing someone, when you have like a fantasy, like a really popular one that people have problems like articulating is like, I want to fuck my best friend's mom. Or I've had quite a few guys that are like, I want to fuck my stepmom or something like that. You can't talk about that on Night Flirt, but there's other places you can. But like, I want to fuck my stepmom. And they don't want to see a reaction. Like if you were were to say that to my face, I'd go, (laughs) I know I come from Texas, but that's too Texan for me. 
Um, <laughs> my mom's from Kentucky. I understand. My oh, aunt, my understand uncle, this. or cousin. Okay, it's good. Yeah. This is good. Um, yeah, that's too Texan for me. So, like, for them to see the look of disgust, or for example, like when I tell people I'm lesbian, I really don't like dick, and like. I'm not saying you're a bad person. It's just I'm not going to find you physically attractive. <laughs> and I have tried, I promise. But, like, if a guy is sitting there telling me about his raging hard on, like, my face, my face is just, <laughs> why? Like a Muppet. But on a phone, you can't tell I'm Muppeting. You I feel like tell. there's a cam job for that. The reaction to the phone sex. I mean, that right there is either a sketch or its own cam. Like It's got to be. Your re- reaction cam has got to be good. We should hit up the fine bros on YouTube and be yeah. like, hey, we need to start a porn channel for webcam girls react to. Reacting to oh. Actually, you know what also could be a sketch? So I was talking with a friend the other day and he mentioned that one of his friends works at AppleCare. And by the way, if you work at AppleCare, please write in <gasps> if you've experienced this. But people will contact Apple customer service to try having phone sex with them. Yep. Everything. What? <laughs> Every, yeah. How does that work? Tell me about your hard drive. I just dropped my iPhone 10 into the toilet. It's so wet. That is. <laughs> Where yeah. do we go from here? Exactly. Dude, seriously, mm-hmm. people will do anything to get out of paying for their porn. Um, <laughs> no, I used to work customer. Like, there was this brief period where I was like, I'm going to go vanilla and get a real job. And I got a job at a call center because I was like, this isn't far off from what I do. And. <laughs> It was for a printing company and, like, this shit you would get calls for. Like, guys would be telling me about their bad printing jobs and whatnot. And then somehow it would end up, they would try to talk about a blowjob. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, well, thank we were you. talking about me being out of the color blue. But you know what else could be blue? Yeah. <laughs> my large my pendulous my ball set. Um, <laughs> God. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, Lord. I mean, I guess but I, I I figured that it's not even getting it for free sometimes. It's just maybe that's their kink is to also put girls off and make them feel uncomfortable. So, you know, a lot of unfortunately a lot of people like that, which gross. Yeah. It comes back to a lot of times when I've talked to guys that like call and admit having that fetish, it was something to do with high school. Like they uh. tried to hit on a girl and that girl was absolutely disgusted with them. And it wasn't like a creepy story. Like I tried to like give her real worms and tell them they were gummy worms and ask her to prom. It wasn't something like that. <laughs> they would just be like, hey, you want to go to prom? And then the girl's just like, oh, why would you talk to me? And he's he, like, oh, the trauma. Yeah. I found really weird fetishes or like what we think is weird is coupled with them popping a boner just out of nowhere. And so they're like, oh, that's what does it. And so they're like, I should repeat that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) why not? (laughs) Like, I asked this guy one time that was into vor. Vor is when you, like, swallow stuff whole Uh and you're, like, into the digestion of it and everything. And I was like, okay, here's three free minutes because we talk to each other a lot. I need to know why. I need to know how we got here. Why do you want me to shrink you and then swallow you? Which is surprisingly a more common fetish than most people would imagine. It's so hmm. lucrative. All you need to do is take some gummy bears, pop those some bitches in your mouth, and record yourself doing it. Not saying a word. Upload to Clips for Sale. Paycheck. Um. Wow. <laughs> huh. I'm doing it wrong. 
<laughs> I'm doing my life wrong. All of it. <laughs> you just should be eating gummy bears all day. Oh, my goodness. Gummy bears are also great, apparently, if you're trying to eat something before you have an anal scene. I've never heard that. Really? Uh, that's what I've heard from a handful of performers, but I could be wrong <laughs> if you're a performer and I'm wrong. Email me, info at twogirlsonemike.com. Are you talking about like before defecating? Like it'll help? Well, no, meaning that to hold them over so they don't pass out from not eating. Ah, I see. Yeah. I, oh, I see, I see, I see. So you want to be clear. But mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's it's just more solid jello, really. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're like, you know, my life. That's, <laughs> that, I wouldn't, yeah, seriously. When I discovered it too, I felt like I was doing my life wrong. It's fine but yeah like the vor guy i i asked him i was like mm. how did we get here to where this is what gets you off like yeah and he was like i popped a boner when i was 13 and i was eating gummy bears huh and i was like and you thought to do it again you need to just eat more gummy bears he goes yeah then i just associated the gummy bears with getting hard and so i was just like but i mean cool you know, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. I don't. I'm not into kink shaming. Like if that's your thing, me neither. Me neither. You're They're not like, hurting anybody except for the gummy bears. I mean, what do they <laughs> exactly, do? Exactly. Like, and they don't have rights. If they don't have rights. yet. I mean, look yet, Alice. Look, I mean, we do talk about bear arms, but not gummy bear arms. <laughs> I'm all about arming the bears. The bears need guns. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, my God. Black bears just became infinitely more terrifying. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We talked about how polar bears can self-abort. Imagine if they had guns. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So much power. (laughs) That's so interesting, though. So when you do this, I mean, because I know that, like, I've looked at, you know, the cam sites and even we were talking about Sex Panther. Oh, Sex Panther. Alice and I were talking about it. But you have to have very much your fan base, you know, photos associated with what you do. Can you do this more anonymously or are you still the face of what you're projecting and what you're producing? Yeah. It's only been about two and a half years since I came back out using my own content. I started Mm -hmm. off using my own content. And then my wife got a... um, military security clearance for her job because she was military intelligence and you can't go in without security clearance. So I couldn't use my own face anymore because that's considered like blackmailable material. Mm -hmm. So I purchased the rights to use a certain model's photos. And then like we, she did really well for me. So I contacted that model and had her go on to do custom work for me. Um, So yeah, you never, my friend Shayna Domina uses a cartoon. She goes on second life, sets up, the photo and then just snaps a photo. Yeah. I'm going to use my stupid bitmoji. You could. <laughs> Put her in like a Tyrannosaurus costume and done. I, I, <laughs> I was telling Alice, I want to get the Groucho marks, you know, the eyebrows and the nose and the mustache, you know, the glasses you can put on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's some dork out there that would just eat that up. I'm telling you, people would, like, they don't care. They don't That's care. That's really I neat. get people to this day that are just like, you were catfishing. And I was like, well, I never said I was her. So I'm not catfishing. And honestly, when I came out, because I went from being this like really Mm -hmm. tall, leggy white girl that had like skinny and everything, right? Like stereotypical porn star to being me and no one cared. Not a damn. I think that's one guy threw a fit. (laughs) That one guy. That one. It was one guy. It was one guy after like 10 years. And he was just like, I can't believe, like, you fooled me all these years. He spent $30 on me in the seven years he's been my customer and he only bought photos. (laughs) What? Yeah. Those yeah. stolen 30 bucks. Man, I was. Damn you. I offered him a refund. Wow. I was just like, 
I was just like, you Take know. Your- <laughs> See, this is where you screwed up. You should have done like a full T-Rex costume for the 10 years. I mm-hmm. should have done a full T-Rex costume. And then Afterwards, you would have inflamed so many more people. Like, you're not an actual dinosaur. You're <laughs> not an actual dinosaur. How dare you? Yeah. You never made a video in which you ever talked or said anything. But I thought it was you. Yeah. You could do the rest of your calls just. <laughs> you think you're joking? I will literally make that happen. Yay! <laughs> I know you're kidding. <laughs> I love this idea. And you're going to make money from it, which is the best part. Oh, shoot, Alice. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. This is how you capitalize on Bigfoot porn, finally. So I, I hosted a Bigfoot show, Amberly, years ago. And so I, we joke about, like, what could one do to fake this so I don't have to be myself? But I think Bigfoot could be... Bigfoot porn. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's already a genre. I want to see Bigfoot twerk. Oh, I, I can... Yeah, minute twerk. I can try. I can do yeah, my best. There you go. I'll, Get some bad dragon yeah. toys. Oh, I like this. I think this yeah. is fun. This is, oh. we're riffing right now. Oh, this is, man, this this is, is a business plan for me. Oh, yeah. No. And then are you Yeti for the next one? Because it's going to be Yeti. We're going to have Yeti. Uh, there yeah, you go. The, the Abominable Snowman. That's going to be next. That'll mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bigfoot <gasps> Yeti scissoring. Oh, God. Oh, my. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. This is I great. mean, I would pay for that. Right? I would pay for it just to watch it and, like, die laughing. <sighs> oh, yeah. I love just her. like that. There was a cam girl. I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm older than Sin. And there was a show growing <laughs> I'm pretty old. <laughs> there was a show on like PBS because we were broke. We had no cable growing up. And it was called Big Comfy Couch. Yes. And this girl did a porn series. Her name's Slutty Spice on Twitter. And it was as Lunette the Doll. And like she had the big no. comfy couch. She, it looked like the set. Oh, wow. I died maybe she got the set because they couldn't use it anymore once it went off air <laughs> no no she built this shit that's impressive she amazing built it and then she was like fucking her so i bought it not because i'm turned on which it was really hot but i bought it because i was like yes yeah you went there so yes bigfoot porn i would pick down yes. <laughs> My wallet is right there, like ready to handle. <laughs> um, After man. ten years, she could speak. I want my thirty dollars back. <laughs> can we can we have Bigfoot go search for Harry and the Hendersons? Yes, please. Yes. I've done a lot of shows ripping apart Harry and the Hendersons and various sh- you know what I mean, like Wait, podcasts. Who- yeah. Wait, who's Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, so Harry and the I know this is where I I don't know how old you are, but I'm 40, and so I uh, I remember 33. Okay, yeah. So I watched Harry and the Hendersons in the in the theater with my family, and that you know it was John Lithgow, and what basically they they hit a Bigfoot, and it's this very affable, sweet, large, pretty attractive, really Bigfoot. Fuckable and even. I would. Fuckable. You know what? I would have. Uh, I wouldn't judge the person. Nine out of ten him. would bang. And um, yeah. based yeah, and so they basically take him home with them, and and he ha- it's all the hijinks of having a Bigfoot living in your suburban home, and and all the you know wacky shenanigans Bigfoot gets into. Harry, his name is Harry, and mm-hmm. they're the Hendersons. But yeah, I definitely feel like uh, there's something here. There's something here. There's some here. crossover. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm into this. Yeah. Henrietta can go search for Henry. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or no. not Henry Harry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just screwed up my childhood there. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. No, we're we're only making a childhood better. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. By carrying on the legacy, you see. There you go. So do you ever get women calling? Uh, frequently, actually. A really? lot more than you would think. Okay. I would still say it's 80-20, uh-huh. but out of the women, I would say 50-50 if they're calling to become phone sex operators. And this is before I started teaching mm-hmm. how to be one. Still a lot were like, how do I get into this? And then there were quite a few who, like, were testing to see if phone sex was them. I Like, hmm. a couple of them, they're like, I think I might be lesbian. I wanted to, like, talk about a fantasy with you. So that was interesting. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. You're helping them get out of the closet. Kind of. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of them were wives. Oh. The funny thing is, is they're not calling to chew me out. I've only had one of those my entire, like, career of, like, 14 years, so I kind of throw that one out as an anomaly. Uh-huh. A lot of them are just like, can you tell me about my husband? Like, mm. I don't want us to break up, but I feel like I don't understand him. And I don't talk about my clients, but I'm like, okay, well, what do you know about him? And then they fill me in. They're like, I really think he's into feet. So I'll talk about foot fetish, but I won't talk about and how people get into it, how she can maybe incorporate it into her, what they're doing. But I won't talk about what he talked about with me, if that makes okay. sense. So. so there is sort of like a confidentiality agreement. There's not one, but I pretend like there is one. Well, that's good because then you're respecting their privacy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want this. Okay, so I'm like... I am actually Murphy's Law Incarnate personified. (laughs) So I don't want this to be like the time that like she's fishing and like trying to get info on him. I would rather not be that than and like just block off that wall altogether so we can't go down that road. So, yeah. No, Murphy's Law Incarnate. That's who I am. Hi. If it can go wrong, it will go. That's why, like, I was here 30 minutes before you guys setting up stuff because I was like, nah, they're not going to catch me fucking up. Mm -mm. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) No, that's – but I get that. No, it's – I always feel like I'm – Murphy's Law is my my best friend. It's – that's why Misery loves company. Murphy and his law. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Murphy and his law. Mm -hmm. That's got company right there. Right. (laughs) So here's a question. Do you have a certain character or multiple personas? And when people contact you, do they know which persona they're getting or that you know you're going to have to put on? Or is it just like one? I now have four characters. I used for the longest time in my career, I only had one, maybe two, because all the time it takes to have a successful one, I say having one's better. But I know a lot of people have multiple ones. I now have four because I love the girls who call me for help to death. A lot. I should say models because a lot are turning out to be guys, transgendered, so on and so forth. I have a whole spectrum of people that call me now, but they'll call me on like my Amberly line on Night Flirt. A, it's overpriced compared to what I charge for my consultations. B, sometimes I just want to yell at a dude. I play a femdom character and I just want to yell at a dude. But I have four characters that are all different because the longest time I did mainly femdom content. So we're like, I'm abusing men mentally with their consent. Of course. (laughs) Um, Sometimes physically with their consent. But after about 10 years, I was like, you know, I kind of want to lick me, fuck me, suck me call. I kind of don't want to have to think for a little bit. That would be a great thing. So I've done quite a few of those recently. And then I have another one who's just dumb. She's just the dumbest thing you've ever met. In, in <laughs> oh, my life. God. Yeah. she's She gets into, like, recently I told a guy about the story of her getting in what I call a murder van. Just oh. this guy that's just like, come help me. And, like, I traveled around with him. He had all these weird tools in the back. And he's like... Where did you guys go? We went to the beach, but, like, 
I kept calling my friends and like they're kind of homeless too and they were by the beach anyways so we all just end up having this bonfire but he kept trying to get me to go back to the van and the guy's like you shouldn't get in strangers cars <laughs> uh, she's great I love that character so he's giving you advice at the end of the call he's concerned yeah. about you <laughs> but there was candy there yeah. was candy it had no windows but there was lots of candy exactly he smelled really good the screams were more muffled in the back <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. They were like happy screams, you know? They were happy screams. And then I also have a Midwest housewife. Don't you know? Don't Don't you know? She's like Amelia Bedelia. She's not as stupid as that other girl, but don't you know? She's got to go make her cookies and stuff. And what what do you mean, anal? (laughs) (laughs) What is my Midwest housewife? Like, she goes to Irish sometimes. We don't know why, but it happens. I love it. She's a fun one to play. So does a guy know yeah. ahead of time that he's getting a yes. dump? Okay, so yes. how does that happen? So like, if you go like nightflirt.com slash Amberly, that is me. That's one account. And then I have other characters with different names. So unless I were to tell you what those characters were, you'd never know they were me. Oh, so mm-hmm. once they go to the character page and select, that's when you know. Yeah, so when they call in, like, on my screen pops up if I'm by my computer or like if you're just on the phone, it says, um, you have a new caller calling on your this line to this character. And I'm like, okay, got you. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't help because sometimes I use the wrong accent, but whatever. (laughs) That is amazing though. You have to kind of like pivot switch. Yeah. (laughs) Do I yell at him? Am I, you know, offering him cookies? Am I I getting into a windowless van? Am I eating him? Yeah, exactly. Am I eating him? Exactly. (laughs) Is he a gummy bear? (laughs) Is he a gummy bear? I love this. Am I lost in a wind tunnel? (laughs) Am I climbing Mount Everest in a string bikini? Oh my God, there's so many scenarios. I love this. Wow. Exactly. And I mean, usually guys, they're like, hi, how's it going? And you're like, oh, hi, what are you up to? And then usually gets into stuff. But there have been some guys that just jump into it. Like there's this one guy, he's so popular for calling Night Flirt. And he calls and he's like, my daughter's on this site. She's taking phone calls and she has a friend that put her up to this. Are you that friend? And like a lot of girls are scared of him because you can't talk about incest on Night Flirt. But he doesn't want to talk about his daughter. He wants you to like come up with all the reasons why like it's okay to have this as a job and like convince him that he should be spending more. Maybe you should just like call girls and jerk off so you can see that this is perfectly fine and worth it. That's what he wants. So funny. Wow. Interesting. Because he kept calling me. I blocked him on all my characters. He gets to my last character, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to fuck with you for a little bit. Here's a question. How mm-hmm. do you explain to a client what's off limits? Do they know? You know obviously, yeah. this uh, client, you know, wasn't the best. So are there times where you're like, mm, I'm not really into talking about incest or bestiality or whatever it might be? I try to do it very, like, subtly at first because a lot of times people, we have to realize most people really aren't jerks one-on-one, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are going to respect a boundary that you put up. So if we're sitting here talking and you're like, yeah, I want you to rib it like a frog, and I'll be like, you know, I like to put on frog costumes, and I might not do that on a night flirt I don't think you can put on frog costumes. I, I work on a couple of different lines. <laughs> but um, if it was night flirt, I'd be like, you know, you know, I think it's really hot moaning. Moaning is really hot. And like, that's kind of like a <laughs> no. And 90% of the time, they're not going to hang up. Sometimes if, they, if they're going to hang up, they're going to go try it with someone else. But 
most of the time they're they're really okay with the redirection if they go no but like rib it like a frog and i'd be like you know i like to go to tcu games because their their mascots are horn frogs but um nah nah i don't like to rib it like one but i can moan your name really loud daddy and, well, actually, you can't say daddy on night mode. Fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You can't say daddy or mommy, can you? Yeah, you can't because uh, it's just too inflammatory. Yeah. But into, oh. yeah, it implies. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I like to moan your name really, really loud, wow. sir. Something Wait, like that. Wait, can you say I puppy? I puppy. I think puppy they allowed. Mamacita? I think they allowed Mamacita. Okay. There's workarounds. Do they monitor the calls? They don't, but it's voice over internet. And I like to tell people if it's said on the internet, it's most likely recorded on the internet. So mm-hmm. I, and again, I'm Murphy's Law. So I follow rules to the T yeah. because yeah. I'm that person that's going to get busted for weird fucking reason. No, I get caught doing, people always say, oh, you probably never have gotten a speeding ticket in your life. I am the one that always gets pulled over and never gets out of it. I have tried everything. I have cried. I've rationalized. I've not never yelled because I'm not like that, but yeah, no, like I've I've thanked them. I've told them, hey, I know this isn't an easy job. Right? Nope. I'm getting that fucking ticket. I've not offered a blowjob yet. I'm not opposed. Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> I've never offered opposed. anything like that, but I, yeah, no, like rationalizing and saying like, I'm sorry. I, yeah. It, mm. Here's a tidbit I've never said on the show. I've never offered a blowjob to a cop, but if he asked me where I was going, I actually did once. And this was when I was super young and stupid. I remember telling a cop that the reason I was speeding was to go give a blowjob. <gasps> well, that's admirable. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? I don't remember getting a ticket. I don't remember. <laughs> so I feel like I didn't. I got out of a ticket once, <laughs> only once. Um, usually I actually end up in handcuffs. Like I don't tell oh. people my real name, but I have no problem like alluding to it. So it sounds like a porn star name. It sounds like a fake name. So I usually end up in handcuffs because they usually think it's a fake ID. And so if I get pulled over, it's an hour of my life I'm not getting back. Look, it's Miss awful. Big Tits. Look, I just... Miss <laughs> Big Tits. Look. Little Miss, Miss Big, Big Tits. T- Amberly Big Tits. Look. Amberly oh Big God. Tits. Listen here, ma'am. Oh, that's awful. I even had a cop ask me for a real ID once, but I did get out of it because of my name once. Because he just looked at it and he goes, I know that's a real last name because I know a guy with that last name. And I was like, he's probably related to me. And he goes, your parents were dicks for giving you that first name. And oh. I was like... They were, and he goes, you can go. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> it's usually the last name that fucks with people. But yeah, no. So that was the one time that I was just like, yes. Sweet. And one of the last times I ever drove. I don't drive anymore. For that reason. People are like, why don't you drive? Like, how how are you an adult and you don't drive? I'm like, I know how to drive. I don't do it. <laughs> no. Where do you live? If you don't. Bumblefuck Nowhere, Ohio. Okay. <laughs> Do you own a thesaurus for this job? I do. Legitimately. You have to have one because there's only so many ways to say dick, okay? How do I describe this big dick? All right. It's titanic. It's solid. It's it's monstrous. It's unwieldy. Unwieldy, unwieldy. is a good one. <laughs> it's walloping. Okay, so I'm writing Your that walloping down. weenus. <laughs> your walloping weenus weighs upon my, yeah, it's my massive mammaries. Um, my ma- <laughs> it's cumbersome. It, yes. You're- your cumbersome cock. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Your bulky bulge. 
Come put the cum in cumbersome. Oh, yeah. You have to get really, really good at ad lib. And it means you have to have a very good vocabulary. You have to, I won't say you have to read a lot, but it certainly helps. And you have to have a very good imagination. I don't want to say like we're better than cam girls because cam girls have to do so much more shit than I have to do. And I have so much, like right now, the lighting in this room, atrocious. They know how to fix that shit. Not this hoe. (laughs) We have to make up for the fact that you can't see us and what we're doing, whereas cam girls can move and stuff, and then they're seeing that happen. I have to describe that, and I have to make it sexy. Mm -hmm. So losing one part of your senses means you have to overcompensate with the auditory portion of it. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, you have to make up for the lack of visual. So what makes good phone sex? The funny thing is 80% of it is not even sexual. 80% of it is. Yeah, I get that face a lot whenever I tell people that. Most of my calls, not that I would ever take calls around my kids, but like before I had children, I took phone calls at Walmart. Because a lot of times it was guys just going, so yeah, little Timmy, like... Went to a baseball game yesterday and like his little league team won. And I'm like, yeah, go with Timmy. That's awesome. Like I just did the mystery box show and I did this talk about how there was this guy. I'm way shortening this up, but he would call me every night at 8 a.m. to watch Matlock with him. One day I asked him why. And he was like, well, my wife died a few years back. And I can't go to sleep unless I watch Matlock with someone to talk to them. So he was a really cool client for the longest time. Or like, I get a lot of relationship advice calls because like guys, like a lot of times, like they need to just jerk off and come in order to make the brain work. Post-nut clarity. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. It's like this moment of clarity right after. They can say exactly how they're feeling. And then I can tell them like how to process that and work out with whoever they want to. And I actually had one guy tell me one time, he goes, I've gone to relationship counselors. I've gone through therapy before, but they don't let you whip out your dick and jizz. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) It's not standard practice with most therapists. No. It's not um, sanitary issues and stuff like that. (laughs) I mean, look, I know they have (laughs) tissues in the room. That's not what it's for. (laughs) The funny thing was, is he came to that conclusion of why all that therapy wasn't working specifically for him was when he went to go donate semen. And, like, after he made his donation, he would, like, all of a sudden he just started having this, like, moment of, yeah, this is what, like, my problem with my wife and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, huh. And then that's when he got the idea to start calling phone sex. And it worked for him and helped him work through his feelings. So, but how to do a good phone sex part of the call, you've got to listen. 90% of it is listening. Listen for the stuff that he is trying to say but isn't saying because there's a lot less, I guess, hindrance in them telling me what they want because I can't see them. I don't know who the fuck they are, Mm -hmm. but there's still that whole, a lot of people don't want to be considered icky. Mm, Yeah. It's like we talk about this often on the podcast. Hey, listen and communicate with your partners. Hey, why don't you guys? Yeah. Gals. Talk to them. You never know. You might actually find out that they're just as much into the thing that you're into as, as you are. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of people just are are scared. They're ruled by fear. Yeah, exactly. It's because we're taught how we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We're taught to fit into this little cookie cutter mold and it doesn't work for any of us. And we try really, really hard. We think that this is how it should be, but that's, it's not true. I'm Mm. preaching now. Off my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, so like most of it's listening. And then like, for example, like I can use my really sexy voice, but sometimes that's not the voice that really needs to come out. Sometimes it's just talking like the normal girl next door. A lot of my calls don't require this super seductress type voice. A lot of them are just talking like the girl next door who's going to do something crazy with you. It's also a lot of like tests. Like I do little tiny tests to be like, oh, what are you staring at right now? Because we're doing like role play. And he'd be like, oh my gosh, like you're just your shirt. Oh, my shirt. So boobs, boobs. Mm -hmm. Or he'd be Mm. like, I really like the way your skirt goes to okay that's either legs or ass but we can test there so it's a lot of like throwing at subtle tests to see what it is sure or be like how are you feeling right now well you make me nervous you're submissive gotcha <laughs> sorry worry. my brain instead of nervous replace that with nauseous <laughs> nauseous <laughs> i'm feeling a little nauseous right now oh he likes vomit that's okay no good, good to know little two <laughs> girls one cup um exactly. food poisoning great food <laughs> botulism i can serve that oh god <laughs> it's one of the food groups. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Top man. of the pyramid. <laughs> it's right up there with cookies. Right. <laughs> candy canes. Pop rocks. Some candy canes. Pop rocks. <laughs> oh, I got recently, I was at a convention. I got, um, apparently, there's a company that makes like dick pop rocks. Oh. I haven't tried them yet. So, dick pop rocks? Yeah. Like, because pop rocks are little. Yeah. They just, it's well, like poof browsing where you, you know, like it just fuzzes in your mouth. Yeah. That's a German thing. They're pop rocks that you eat and then you give a blowjob with. Oh, oh. Oh. I have not tried this yet. I'm willing to test this out. They're cock rocks. I love that cock rock. If that's not the name of the company, they have a marketing problem. <laughs> Damn right. It. They fucked it like fire the entire marketing exactly. department. I'm, uh, I'm available to uh, name your stupid products, including cock rocks. <laughs> Just fire the one guy in marketing. Jim, you're out. Natalia's in. (laughs) God. That is fabulous. I'm all about it. Cock rocks. When you want to rock out with your cock out, get some cock rocks. Cock rocks. Cock rocks. Oh, my. Cock rocks. Cock I don't know. I can't. I wonder what the female version. Well, I guess not female necessarily, but like the. Clit grits. Clit (laughs) grits. Hire her. Hire Natalia. Hire. Oh my God. This is your rest. This episode's your rest. I'm just going to submit it. Here you go. This needs to go on LinkedIn. <laughs> Clint Ritz. I love some it. South in your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some South in your mouth. I'm done. Goodbye. Get yourself some Clint Hi, baby. What are you doing tonight? I want some click grits. Come and sit down on my lap. After you figure out, finish up your your serving of cock rocks, come get some click grits. Wow. Oh, man. I've heard some wild shit on the phone, but this beats it. (laughs) That's great. I used to write um, trashy novellas when I was in junior high. So we were talking about the thesaurus. Yeah. Like he licked her nipples like he was a kitten expecting milk, you know, stuff like that. Things that you would expect from like a tween. A tween, a poor, yep, you know, yep. smut peddler. So, um, see, I just drew stick figures trying to fuck. Oh, when I, I drew was like too. 12. I drew characters to go along with them. Like, um, I would draw them for friends. So, Courtney Waters, she's probably not even having that name anymore, but she had a crush on a guy named Kendall. So, I wrote a smutty novella where they had sex whilst riding a horse named Sebastian. And then I drew pictures to go along with them. And then my mom found them <laughs> in seventh grade. <laughs> she caught me before in fifth grade. 
And then in seventh grade, and then she finally, you know, that's when I, I got smart and just started hiding shit better. But um, <laughs> how was the talk for you? Oh, the talk. I never really <laughs> talked. What dad was just, talking to like? Right? Yeah. My dad just gave me a book right before I took a shit and was like, read this. <laughs> when you come out, there'll be a quiz. Did you pass the quiz? And then we never really had a quiz. So that, that You never was had it. a quiz? <laughs> we, never, we never had a quiz. That's probably Daddy for the best. Daddy cheated you out of the talk. Yeah, my parents weren't big on the sex. Did you have a lot of sex ed growing up or was it kind of like on the nope. fly? Okay. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Mm. And I really thought that like doggy style was kinky. I thought that's what kinky people did. Huh. Wow. Okay. That face. I, I thought yeah. like when I got into this job, it was really really difficult <laughs> in the beginning because oh like I just had an earful oh, no. of what the fuck at all times because that company the calls were monitored when I first started and I remember when the call monitors like taking me off the line so like I wouldn't be getting any more calls for a while so she could talk to me she was like so I'm gonna need you to go on these websites it was like literotica kink.com all these and she was like we're gonna need you to get educated very quickly because you sound horrified. And I was like, <gasps> accurate statement because that is where I'm at. <laughs> so I'm guessing the first two positions you learned were missionary and missionary through a sheet. <laughs> missionary through a sheet. I, I still haven't learned that one, but. Um, oh, it's the Amish and the Orthodox Jews. <laughs> You're near Pennsylvania. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, sex through a sheep. Yeah. Ezekiel, come. Is it is time. <laughs> I, am, I am not making fun of it. It's just there are cultures that will have sex through a sheet. It, it does exist. That is hysterical. And that's where you could say that oh, you broke her hymen and then you have the proof on the sheet. Oh, I thought that they just like fucked on the sheet. And then like if she bled, it was on the sheet. Sometimes I think they actually have sex through a sheet so they don't have to see each other too much, but I don't, I can double check. I do know that my friends made a parody called Amish porn where they did, I think, have sex through a sheep. That is hysterical. It would be a lot cleaner, but then again, if you also aren't into that, I mean, if you are part of a culture, say, where, you know, you're uncomfortable coming out, uh, so say you're gay and, you know, you're forced kind of into a straight marriage, a union, then I could see why sex through a sheet could be appealing. It's better than yeah. a paper bag. What I'm saying is, if you're Mike Pence listening to this, email us, info at twogirlsonmike.com, let us know. <laughs> I will pay for that episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> were, were you out? Were you technically out at that time when you started doing this at 18 as gay, or were you you still wrestling with that or was it I was wrestling with it but not because there was like any pressure there was anyone telling me I couldn't be mm-hmm. I was just like man I feel like you should try things at least nine times before you say I'm done <laughs> that's where I was mentally I normally do two you said nine what about murder <laughs> murder nine times like I want to make sure I hate it <laughs> I've killed nine people and then I realized it wasn't for me <laughs> I did I was just like I was like we've got to try this dick thing I'm Aww. clearly doing it wrong I need to have enough data points to be like okay this is not working I don't want to blame it on the guy and be like, maybe it was just the guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm Aspie, so I actually like really oh. geek out over data. So maybe that's just the Aspie me going, no, I need to make sure the sample size is correct. No, that's, I'm an anthropologist. So yeah, anytime I see a, any sort of study where it's like a su- sample size of six, I'm like, 
<laughs> flipping tables. <laughs> what kind of shit is this? That isn't a sample size. <laughs> and I get it. Like, it's, you know, you kind of want to make sure maybe, like, maybe that, yeah, like, that was just the wrong person. So I'll try, yeah. you know, wait me. And you know. I was hyper aware. I was in Dallas, Texas. Sure. And I was like, there's only a certain type of guy <laughs> So I, I wanted to try a few and nope, came to the, then the funny thing is I married my wife, but my wife, this is after I'm like, I'm lesbian, card carrying, lesbo, lipstick, love it. Then I meet my wife and my wife is trans, but I met my wife before she came out as trans. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, why do I love this thing? Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm bi. Uh-huh. And then when she came out as trans, I jumped up and down. Aww. I was so happy. I was like, my life makes sense. And she's looking at me like, you're okay with this? And I'm like, yes, so okay with it. Oh, that's awesome, so, though. Aww, that's yeah. really neat. That I, I know a lot of friends that have a lot of different trajectories of relationships where, you know, they started off as male-female and then one transitioned. And it's like they they continue to stay together. I have a couple examples of friends that have done that. And, you know, they love each other just as much as before than after. And, and I think it's fantastic, especially if yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh, this is in the direction that I secretly kind of wanted it to go in. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I tease her and say that I saw her before she saw her. Aww, I'm like, aww. I saw you. Well, I mean, like three weeks into our dating, I told her, I was like, you're so cool that if you come out as gay, because my something was ringing in the head. I was like, if you come out as gay, we're still friends. I want you to know, like, we're so cool. And she was like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> and so like now at this point, I'd like to tell her, I knew. That's so mm-hmm. great. That was supposed to be smooth. I love that. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I uh, fall on my face all the time every time I try to be smooth. It's, There's not a wall that I don't like. I oh, walk I walk into just... walls all the time. I know. And everyone's like, are you a battered woman? I'm like, no, I really am just that clumsy. Oh, no. It really is. I do the same shit. People are always like, are you getting abused at home? And I'm <laughs> like, no. I really did fall down a flight of 16 stairs. Oh. And they're like, but did you? If you hang out with me for 24 hours, you will start believing me. I do incredible things. I studied monkeys and I called myself the Jack Tripper of primatology because I would fall uphill and downhill. <laughs> like I, I would fall on a flat surface. In fact, I do all the time. <laughs> I mean, I walk into all sorts of walls, beds, tables. My hips are bigger than I, I it's like I've got hips overnight and I never got used to them because I still walk into things all the time. Yeah, no, I was recently at a um, spirit store because, you know, it's almost Halloween and yeah. my boobs went flying when I turned just a little too fast. <laughs> Because I started this whole, like, no bra thing, but, like, this was the story that made me go find my bras. Well, that is the danger that you have when you unleash those puppies. Yeah, they were unleashed, and they did not know what to do with themselves. Just went, seriously, went, uh, I felt it go up. It caught air, (laughs) and it knocked over Freddy Fazbear, like, full life-size fucking thing. And it had, and, like, these things are supposed to be, like, killer animatronic things, and there's a bunch of kids there, and he has, like, his little microphone. It clunks me in the head. I yelp and fall down, and he falls on top of me, and it's nothing but, like, a sea of seven-year-olds crying that they think Freddie tried to kill me. Oh, <laughs> oh that's That's wonderful. also not uncommon shit like that happening. So speaking of bruises, I just looked at my legs the other day, mm-hmm. and I shit you not, I had count seven bruises on my legs. Big ones, too. Aww. I don't what, know who's what, beating yes. me. I don't know why I'm beating myself. You have a poltergeist at home. Yeah, exactly. A very angry little pokey pol- poltergeist. 
That's what you should do. You should actually start a GoFundMe to get, like, paranormal researchers to your house. Mm -hmm. I should get a GoFundMe to have, like, safety bumpers on my table. Yes. (laughs) I need that on my bed. I run into the end of my bed all the time. I'm going to get my toes chopped off by my bed eventually. Oh, no. Don't do that. bumping. No, I mean, the bed's doing it. It's its fault. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, willingly. No, 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 no. Like the bed just keeps, I, every time I kick it, just, psh, and I feel like another crack in my pinky toe. I'm pretty sure it's going to be gone soon. So say it's going to do a number on your WikiFeet account. <laughs> another callback to WikiFeet. <laughs> so speaking of horrific screams, do you ever practice fake orgasming? Oh my God, practice? <laughs> Pro at that shit. I'm really good. <laughs> of course you are. I keep bringing up mystery box, but on the mystery box thing, one of the things I do is, Whenever I'm, like, faking playing with my pussy. Mm -hmm. But I also learned after, like, when you do that, you can also, like, plug your nose and then, like, make... So, like, if the mic's right here, but I'm doing this like it's my vagina, it sounds like my head's far away. So you can essentially go... And, like, yeah, so... You are my hero. (laughs) That is a talent. Go on America's Got Talent right yes. now. I will do that. I'll I'll take orgasm on next factor. Oh my! You are God. our new Meg Ryan. That is fantastic. <laughs> a national treasure. I don't. Oh, my cheek hurts now. I, oh oh hurts no! Cheek. It's okay. You just massage it a little bit. You can go right is back Is Aura into Gel it. like a write off? <laughs> or just just oh my God. I want to get audited so I can explain that to like someone in the IRS. Why are there five pounds of Origel for the year of 2018? Ma'am, just get your teeth fixed. Just get your teeth fixed. For, oh, my goodness. For how much this bill is. No, but yeah, that's – you learn to do stuff like that. Because, again, like, they're like, I want to hear how wet your pussy is. I want to hear you come. Okay, well. Do I have a wet fish to slap? <laughs> So, like, instead of, like, getting myself off, because when I first started, I thought that's what I had to do to make it sound believable, but there's only so many times I can do that at night. So, that's when I learned the cheek thing. I have all kinds of stuff, like, around my room. Ooh, tell us more about props. Yeah, props Props. are good. Like, sound effects props. props. Um, So, if you take, like, a high heel, which I have a shoe rack over there, and you just, like, my, I have a wooden desk on purpose. You have to have a wood desk. And you just take the heel and you just clap it on that. Then it makes it sound like I'm walking. So guys that have like high heel fetishes think that I'm actually walking and they can hear it, which is a good one. A lot of guys want to hear stuff like, I mean, the moaning is easy enough to do. And like, guys, I swear to God, most guys don't know what female. I don't know what I'm actually getting off. I'm actually very quiet. Like I'm more of a stoic, I don't know, type thing. (laughs) But like. Holding it in. (laughs) So if you're just going, ah, ah. Ah, like they're, they're fine like they don't know the difference so that's not even like the hardest part but it's like the weird stuff they're like i want to hear like rope on your arm so i have like shoelaces around here and i'll just like rub it against my arm and stuff or i also have the wooden desk because um asmr so i can like do mm-hmm. finger tapping and stuff that's cool what is something most people wouldn't know when it comes to asmr there's all sorts of different types of sounds that do it for people. So you have to ask. If a guy calls up and he wants ASMR, be like, okay, but like what kind? Because some people want to hear like water pouring, which is why like I have this behemoth of a water bottle at all times like filled up. 
Some like the tapping, some like light tapping, some want to hear hard stuff, some want to hear about you like scratching your like arm and stuff like that. So you have to, I don't know why I feel the need to act this out in this moment, but. um, I mean, I'm in. I'm like, well, just hearing it is is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, so have all kinds of different materials around you, soft, furry, fuzzy, um, Mm. metallic stuff. Wooden stuff makes great sound. Like it makes it carry better. And also you need to have a good mic. Like it needs to be a good mic to do ASMR. Otherwise you're not going to hear all the different. Like one guy likes to hear me because I have like black hair. He likes to hear me just like fiddle with my hair and stuff like that. On a bad mic, you're not going to be able to hear any of this. So, but yeah, you have to ask them what type, because there's certain like sounds that grate on our nerves. Like there's this one guy that wants me to smack, like I'm eating like mukbang damn near Uh, into mm -hmm. the mic. But if my wife is anywhere near my office, I can mentally feel her freaking out. And I can see the divorce papers being drafted because she <laughs> hates that sound. <laughs> hates it. So you have to be careful. Even like like stuff that like, for example, I have like this hair stuff by my computer desk. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, it's gelatinous almost. And I can just spin that around. So if it's not quite a watery sound, it's like a gooey sound. Mm-hmm. So having all kinds of accoutrements by your mic and your desk help so do you talk while you're doing those sounds not typically like they'll tell me what do they want and like i'll just do something it's something for them to relax to usually those guys are guys with really high stress that's another thing that's really interesting i feel like a sociologist needs to do a study on phone sex operators because we can tell you so much about dudes most guys that want asmr where i'm not talking and that's more often than not They have high-stress jobs. Those are air traffic controllers. They are the people that, like, life and death decisions all day. So when they get home, they want to get off so bad to release stress. But their brain is still so going that they can't relax. So they need something to physically relax them. Mm. I'm at the point where I can almost guess somebody's job based off of what type of porn they like or what, what gets them off. That's fascinating. That's amazing. (laughs) As an anthropologist, like, I definitely feel like there's so many studies that can be done even now with, like, things like Tinder and and Bumble about just seeing people's preferences, especially women during what time of month it is, you know, whether it's right before they're ovulating, right afterwards during their period, whether they're on birth control, but also just men and their preferences and what they're into based on what their profession is, their relationship status, are they cheating? Even women when they're cheating, like, who do they prefer? But, like, I feel like you have such a unique perspective to offer. (laughs) Thank you. And also like, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to share what their kinks are, but I'm sure you probably have interesting perspective there. Like, you know, I've heard from dominatrix friends that usually it's very high profile, high powered men that like the Mm -hmm. most amount of humiliation, the most amount of whether it's, you know, uh, being peed on or defecated on or, you know, demoralizing. I wonder sometimes if what our jobs are predicated off of our kinks as well, because absolutely right. The guys that like femdom, like female domination, mm-hmm. are usually guys of a very high standard and class, and their jobs are very, very stressful. Like the the more control they have in their actual life, the less control they want sexually. But our sexuality is very much morphed around are prepubescent in our teenage years. So now I have to wonder if based off of what you end up getting into in those years, if that formulates then what types of jobs you're going Mm -hmm. to pick. 
it's got to be full circle for it Some to make sense. Loop. Because when I ask these guys, how did you get into this stuff? It's always something that started in their teen years. Interesting. And yet they all tend to be the same type of guy. Wow. So. That's so fascinating. I mean, I really do love it. I'm a sciencey girl. I like numbers. I like statistics. I like that type of stuff. So I've always thought about that. Because I was like, again, all these guys have the same story of like how they got there. And they all have similar kind of jobs. So is there like a thing to that? Like, you know, it would be fascinating if since you, you know, this is your full-time job, if for like the next year or two years, you just tracked, took notes regarding, hey, this call, this session, this kink, this is a backstory. And then, you know, after a year or two, mm-hmm. you'd have enough data compiled. The funny thing is, is I have that. Yay. I was considering releasing it. I really was, but I wasn't sure if anyone would consider it factual since I can't back it up by saying test subject two is Ronnie Blaze. I'm picking her It's a great name. porn name, by the way. <laughs> Ronnie Blaze. <laughs> if it's not used already. <laughs> right, exactly. That's that great, up, though. Do you get age usually or? I can get age. I can usually get rough area. I don't know if I trust it sometimes, mm-hmm. but at least the rough area, like, I can usually tell between accent and types of stuff that they discuss. For example, if someone's talking about, there was this guy that never told me like where he was, but he talks about Big Red Soda, Bluebell Ice Cream, mm. and Mrs. Barrett's Bread. Okay, you are from East Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like you are straight up from East Texas. And like, I remember telling him later about that. He didn't want to confirm nor deny, but he was like, how would you even know that? And I'm like, because I'm from East Texas and I know that type of stuff's there. Takes one but to I've know lived one. all over the country now. So I know a lot of like the stuff that's only in certain areas. So interesting. So I can usually get rough location. Occupation's easy one to get. And I can suss it out pretty well if they're telling the truth. Like and 90% of the time they're telling the truth. Age is a really, really easy one to get. Marital status, they usually have no problem with that. If they have kids. I can usually find out, but they never want to tell me the age range. I never ask, by the way, the age range, but they usually will be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to my daughter's blah, 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 or whatever. So, And I can always get the origin story of what brought them to why they called me. That's really neat. What's interesting is there are plenty of forums, like I know on Reddit, there's our data is beautiful. And they self-compile data all the time, the people who post original content there. And this is something I could totally see, you know, people being yeah. fascinated and interested in. So, huh. I mean, I think, especially if you have the information already to compile it in. Mm-hmm. Put it out in a digestible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's anonymous, I mean. I don't. Like, I'm very big on, you can't be a successful phone ho and not be discreet. Like, it's just like, you can't. <laughs> You wouldn't be in the industry for 10 years. Or I guess you could be, but like everyone would know you're not discreet. Like there's this one girl that's on Twitter and everyone's like, please, for the love of God, I will never knock a girl's hustle. But no, like everyone's like, no, not her. Like, sir, sir, she will she will dox you. And all the boys are like, no, no. she won't dox me. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't. Because I play, um, one of my primary fetishes that I work with is blackmail fantasy. Not emphasis. actual blackmail. Yeah. I, I don't really look good. Like, I'm allergic to prison. I break. I don't want to break out in handcuffs. Like, no. Don't look good in orange. But I do blackmail fantasy. And <laughs> some people take it too far. Mm. <laughs> Basically, I come up with, like, elaborate stories of really crazy shit that I have done. And I scare the living fuck out of guys. Like, I like to tell people your real fetish is Tales of the Crypt. Because, like, I'm just going to tell you something crazy. 
and they jerk off to the idea. Then they tell me, hey, you know, I don't want any of that to happen to me. And I'm like, don't worry, you didn't fill out my blackmail application. And they're like, oh, so I'm safe. And I'm like, yeah, you're safe. I want you to want it. And then the few guys that are like, oh, I so totally want that. They fill out the blackmail application and I just find a reason to not accept it. Like you didn't dot this I, so I don't think you're serious. Oh, <laughs> You didn't go into enough detail in um, section 2.3B. And um, that makes me wonder if you're going to like the iffy. So, or my favorite one is I had some stronger applicants and I have a very small stable. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Do they fill so, it all out? Do they? A lot of them put like the bare minimum, yeah. like they're actually like applying for like McDonald's. So those are easy to deny. But some, I'm just like, why? Why do you want this? Like, why did you actually fill this out, sir? This is a joke. This was a part of the fantasy. Filled out the entire application, submit, uh, attach a resume, a cover letter, some photos. I've had social video. security. They wow. have sent video of them holding up their like IDs and. Oh my I, God. I'm just like, nah, son. You are actually crazy. And even if I did do this, I would wow. deny you on the fact that you're crazy. So, Holy moly. Yeah. So um, anyways, in this case, that particular girl does that, our fetish. It's not that like anyone's like jealous of her. It's just that she's actually outed people that didn't want to be outed. So oh. is the phone ho community small? The fine small? I mean, it seems like you know some of the bad players. I would say of the ones that stick around past five years were okay. small, which isn't to say that there isn't money in it. It's just that it's no different than starting up a mom and pop in your like area it is work it's eight hours a day it's a grind it's feast and famine and a lot of people hit that famine and they think that it's going to stay that way uh, and a lot of people hop in thinking it's easy like i'm just gonna talk dirty on a phone and everybody and their dogs gonna call me and they're just gonna magically find me so there's a high turnover rate in the early years so if you make it past like five years we all kind of do know each other and we know the bad actors and we know the uh, but but 95 of us are pretty awesome that's really so cool. It's, it's like any other industry. It's just that 5% is really loud. Mm, of course. <laughs> yeah. The bad apples, man, they stink. They do. They do. So like when you say it's eight hours, are you kind of hanging by the phone or by the computer or waiting for that call? Or it sounds like you make your own hours. Can you? I mean, you do and you don't. If we're going to talk success route, then... You make your own hours. Like, I can decide to be on a day shift or a night shift, but I need to stick to that for six months or so. And if I'm going to change it, I need to prepare my clientele because another assumption is that your clients are going to just move to a different hour. No, this is the free time that they have in their day. They're calling me because this is their free time and this is when they have time to jerk off. So if I were to just be all over the map, I'm not going to make money. Yeah. I'm also not on the phone eight hours. I'm on the phone maybe three to four hours a day. Mm -hmm. That's about it. The rest of the time I'm making MP3s because that's also another thing oh. I teach in my book. A lot of people think that being a phone sex operator is just being on the phone. I got tired of that because that's active income. There's no passivity to that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You can't record the calls, especially with FCC, you know, 
rules and whatnot, you can't resell that time. The only way to make more money is to charge more, which is to raise demand. But really, the market's only going to get so far unless you become a major celebrity. So I learned to make MP3s. And a lot of platforms allow you to sell MP3s. And if they don't allow you to sell MP3s, you can still put the audio track into your video editor and then put like a thumbnail that just you just stretch it out mm-hmm. and just say it's audio only. Oh, so I was able to put oh. my stuff on Pornhub. I was able to put previews to my stuff on Neat. iTunes before they imploded and went to two different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I started marketing in places a lot of, and I think this is part of why I got to be so popular on the different sites is I saw where everybody else was marketing themselves. And I was just like, Hmm, back to that whole effort thing. Where can I go where there's not any of us? <laughs> I like what you're putting down. Exactly. I was like, where are they not? And they weren't on iTunes. Mm-hmm. They weren't on like Google play. A lot of them still, they're like, I'm not going on Pornhub. Like that's for videos. And I'm like, but you'll go on Spotify and Pandora. Exactly. Spotify, Pandora, I can put my previews up there or I can put one to two full-length clips there, then mention my site and get that traffic and build myself. And then, like, there's sex podcasts all over the place. So I'm like, so there's a precedence for putting sexy words into audio in these places. And there's podcasts that are audio only on YouTube. So if they can do it, why can't? Well, okay, YouTube kicked me off. But any other place that lets like that, why can't I do it? So I just kind of started doing exactly that. Where can I go that they aren't, if that makes any sense. And it worked. It worked fabulously for me. But yeah, the MP3s did two things. It gave me passive income so I could take more time off Mm -hmm. and start building retirement, whatnot. And also it's really royalties. If something were to happen to me tomorrow, my wife is set. Like she's going to be fine for the next three to four years. I have a ton of content set to come out already. So actually, I I did three things. It gave me stability. So it gave me passive income so I could sleep because there was a period of time where I didn't get off the phone. It helped me plan retirement and whatnot. And it also drove up the demand for my live calls because these guys Ah. would purchase my audio and they'd be like, wow, she fucking gets it. She has a sick, dirty mind. She wants to blackmail me. That's actually like your fourth character, right? (laughs) My cookie monster. (laughs) Um, (laughs) C is for cunty. Um, So... (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> the country monster. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it drove demand. So good. like when I was on, guys were like, oh my fucking Christ. Like, I want to talk to you. I would get messages from guys saying, please hang up on this guy. I'll pay a dollar more per minute. Mm-hmm. It made it to where I went from like 79 cents a minute and I drove myself all the way up to 2.99 a minute because the demand was so high that I could command that type of fee. So, yeah. wow, that sounds like a lot of bragging. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it sounds like a smart businesswoman. I mean, like, you know, it's what you need to be. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. No, like you said, this oh. is you created job security for yourself. I think sex workers don't get the proper due. Yeah. Because it's work. It's a ton of work. I like to tell people I know some really gorgeous girls that by Western standards that are broke as fuck. And I know some busted ones like me that are doing Pretty damn good. You're not busted. Um, I'm looking okay, at by you Western right now. standards. Western standards are stupid. They are. They are. They are but like, yeah. I, I just tell them it goes to show you it doesn't matter what you look like. You can make really good money. You just have to be willing to. And it's. I don't think it's that anyone's not willing to put in the work. You just have to realize how much work it is. Yeah. Like, mm. it is an eight-hour day job. Mm. And then you'll get that one whale who comes through 
and whales in our industry are like guys who like spend a shit ton. Like I had this one guy who spent five grand on Amazon, hadn't spoken to me a lick before, but that God, that was 12 hours of my life. I'm never getting back. Um, what did he oh. <laughs> did you talk for? T- yeah, it was 12 hours. And like he was coked out of his head. And I have very low tolerance for people that are like inebriated. Someone out there thinking, I would do that for 12 grand. Why are you complaining? Okay, my brain started shutting down. My brain was like, I hate my life. <laughs> but th- you have to be prepared for days like that too, where you're gonna have to work overtime because you have someone that you're you're working over and milking. Yeah. So God, you are a reservoir of information. But that said, we can find more information from your book, which is gonna be in the show notes. And you're going to also have Patreon content with us. So listeners, if you want to hear more, just hop on over to patreon.com slash two girls, one mic. And that's where you can hear more of Natalia, myself and Amber Lee. Give you the goods. Be sure to be there. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. This has been amazing. So Amber Lee, where can people find more of you, your book, your voices, wherever? I guess if you want to have phone sex with me. Why do I say it so weird like that? <laughs> wow. Um, if you, if you want to call me on Night Flirt, I'm at nightflirt, N-I-T-E, flirt.com slash A-M-B-E-R-L-Y. Um, if you want to find out more about becoming a phone sex operator, you can um, get the book for free because I like to tell people, like, make me prove that I know what I'm talking about at Gumroad, like you're chewing gum while walking down the road dot com slash L slash Amberly A-M-B-E-R-L-Y P as in Paul S as in sex O as an operator phone sex operator and it's also on Amazon if you want a physical copy as well but I'd like to tell people download it first and I also have um, a website AmberlyRothfield.com where I do damn near daily content in which I talk about marketing in the adult industry, be it cam girl, sexting, being a model in general, and phone sex. Awesome. And Natalia, where can our listeners find you? Hey, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Natalia13Reagan. Same with Instagram. I have a at Behold Natalia Instagram page where I just behold stuff in a bad David Attenborough impression. Um, if you want to see some science comedy videos, you can find me on YouTube and Star Talk. Yeah, if you want to listen to podcasts about space and science and anthropology. And if you find science awesome, mm-hmm. then I guess. I might be writing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can find the podcast. Uh, we have an Insta. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. TGOM podcast. You guys know it by now. And you guys can find me, Alice, over on Twitter at Rational Blonde. But you guys can, of course, hear me next week again on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or however you're listening. And tell all your friends and leave us a comment and review because we like hearing those and that turns us on oh yes or me maybe that's just my kink good reviews (laughs) nothing gets me like a good review i'm subscribed on itunes amazing Uh, five stars would listen again and jerk off exactly if you're not already you should be (laughs) if your pants aren't off why are you listening (laughs) (laughs) oy vey sorry mom that's too texan for me (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.